Hello, my name is Maxine Ward and I'm one of the trainers at the International College of Professional Celebrants and I'm also a practising celebrant. And hello everybody, my name is Julie Besaker. I am the Operations Director at the International College of Professional Celebrants and I am also a civil celebrant. Welcome to our podcast today. And we're here, aren't we, Julie, to talk about the seven advantages of becoming a celebrant. Um, and there are some, I think, that are more obvious than others and some that people haven't thought about before. So let's start off with um, sort of the joy, if you want, of um, becoming part of somebody's memories. What's your experience with that? So when I talk to my couples or clients, I always reach out to them to say this this right of passage that we're about to experience now is going to be so important for you to remember well and with positive memories. So writing of the ceremony and the delivering of the ceremony is going to be key in this moment. For instance, with weddings, you know, couples can arrange their flowers, they can arrange their transport, they can arrange their venue, but the words that are spoken on that day and the vows and the commitments and the promises are central and huge in in their memories of what happened on that day. I think being part of that moment is such a privilege for a celebrant. And likewise, Max, you know, we've talked about this before, about the honour of celebrating someone's life at their funeral and being part of that fond farewell to a loved one. I think after those ceremonies, the feeling of of the service you have provided and the attachment that you have to those clients is so strong. How do you feel about it? Well, I think it's it's a journey, isn't it, really, the memories? And and for 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 me, one of the big joys is that you, you know, you'll knock on somebody's door or you might have a Zoom meeting with them and you you start to uh, ask questions um it's either about a loved one who's passed away or uh, ask them about their relationship if it's if it's a couple who are getting married and how that started and and you have it all unfolding um before you and I found especially with funerals when you go and meet a family in their home we're all humans we look round we sort of you know we all make initial judgments and then you're wrong I think nearly every single time so I remember a lady who um had spent all of her life fostering children. She'd had over 40 foster children. Um, and this couple had to work really hard and scrimp and scrape to do, scrape to do that. And you just think, wow, you know, isn't humanity wonderful? Aren't people's stories amazing? And, you know, quite often you'll laugh with the families, you might shed a tear with the families. But I think it's just the joy of of finding out people's stories and then being able to, as you say, turn that into a ceremony um, and then make sure, as you said, that the family uh, are getting the service or the ceremony that they want. So the telling of it and the way you tell it and how you represent the memories is really important as well, isn't it? It, it really is. And I think that example um, was really a good one about how they won't forget you, you won't forget them, you were part of that magical moment, albeit a sad one, a glorious one, whatever, it's a significant one. How many jobs are like a celebrant has that has that, that they celebrate the most important part of people's lives? So I think that leads us on to the second attribute really of 
the joy and the power and the the reward that we get as celebrants playing that role. And I think also within that, um, you sort of alluded to alluded to it a little bit in about that we have to sometimes challenge ourselves both when we train and when we actually are out practicing celebrants um, each person has a journey of introspection and challenges um, has that been your experience what while we're training both well well you train as to be when you train to be a celebrant mm. and when you actually are a celebrant that you continually challenge yourself yes absolutely so I would say if everyone who comes on our training has a journey everybody's journey is different we were talking about this earlier weren't we we have people who leave and say I am I am going to change my life now it's it's just been such such a journey because it's all about love it's all about emotion and um, supported by all the practical tips that we give to people so their their journey is sometimes really profound um on the other hand we sometimes get people who just they naturally fall into that as the next thing and as a trainer i'm on that journey too and if i can help somebody um on their journey and to change career and to do something they really love um when i'm driving home on friday i'm a I'm a really, really happy person. Um, and then you, you mentioned actually at the ceremonies themselves. So what have you found, you know, in terms of, you know, joyful power, power uh, ooh, <laughs> powerful and rewarding um, when, you, when you've been a celebrant? Well, two cases fairly recently. Um, one, I had to deliver a funeral of a woman who died very young through alcoholism and I had to find a way. The challenge was to represent this woman in a non-judgmental way mm. and finding all the joy she had brought to her children. And in spite of her illness, which was an awful illness, what she managed to hold together and achieve. So I suppose there's the challenges of of actually finding the kernels of goodness to mm. to tell people about people's lives but I also think we have our own individual prejudices or um, preconceptions of what something's going to be like or somebody's going to be like or a situation and I think in with ICPC we teach equality uh, diversity and inclusion in such a strong way that that we constantly self-reflect and think why do I believe that? Why did that thought occur to me? Where did that come from? And I think that is an ongoing daily journey that we we experience as celebrants and as trainers. Absolutely. And I think it is, um, you look at powerful is a funny word, isn't it? When you think about um, the, the job being powerful. But for me, I think the power is in taking people on a journey um, being able to represent, especially especially in funerals, and exactly as you said, being able to represent that person in a non-judgmental way that will speak equally to everybody in the room. So in your case, that lady, I think there was probably lots of different emotions and um, memories, and it's being able to pull that together in a way that speaks to everybody and 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 gives permission to everybody to remember in their own way. And sometimes that might be painful. 
so having you know that that is powerful and it's very rewarding and I think you know when you come away from a funeral you think I've I've done a good job because I've helped the person on that journey it is rewarding and you are their anchor aren't you you're there when everything's spinning in the world around them not only when they've experienced um, the bereavement but when you're actually there there's often a moment when you you look at them and they look at you and it's kind of a moment of calm before the before it all starts or a moment of reassurance and um you know I find that very very rewarding let's talk about the joyful stuff as well because you know there is joy in funerals but that there's lots of joy in 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 weddings tell tell me about your experience of that julie each wedding has its own joy but one that i'm i recall from this summer is there was a moment we i was outside of a big farmhouse um it was quite a rustic uh, countryside wedding people were sat on hay bales and um, they looked like characters out of Midsummer Night's Dream. They just <laughs> did they <laughs> with like flowers around their hair, and uh, an impromptu addition um, when the bride said to me, "Oh, is it okay if my friend sings a song?" And I said, "Absolutely, yes," because we like to say yes to everything, even if it's not in our plan. We can find a way of getting it there. <laughs> we can. I said yes and quickly ran to my script to find out a, an opportune moment. Found out the person's name. And um, as I introduced this person to come and sing, I stood back and the sun beamed down at me. There was sort of dappled leaves. She had an acoustic guitar. She sang beautifully and everybody joined in the song. Um, And I had one of those little moments when the happiness swelled up from me. I'm going to get emotional thinking of it. Where... Every, everybody was so joyful and I felt so lucky. I just thought, wow, what an amazing career I have chosen here. It's so joyful and so rewarding. And they loved it. And I presented with them with their with their copy at the end. And they just couldn't have, have given me more reward than their faces that were so full of, that was the most amazing wedding, Julie. Thank you so much for doing it. That is so rewarding. Oh, I wish I'd been there now, Julie. Oh, did I paint that picture well? Because I can you see did. it in my I can see it in my mind's eye. So well, I won't forget it. <laughs> and I think, you know, what I alluded to in there was about the freedom we have with, with our clients to create the magic they need. But not only that, this is sort of the third point I wanted to come on to is. Is freedom runs through celebrancy, doesn't it? In in the way that we work and how often we work, and how does that fit in with you doing two roles? Well, I think quite often when people come to train with us, and this was true of me, um, we were kind of on our third wave or our third career, and you get to a point in life for me where I was thinking, I, I don't want any more formal appraisals. I don't want to ask people. <laughs> when I can go on holiday and mm. um, I want to work on my own terms and yes I, I am a part-time celebrant and I, I do other jobs but that was really attractive to me and now I do have the freedom so if I want to take a Wednesday afternoon off and walk the dog I can take a Wednesday afternoon off and walk the dog I can have as many holidays as I like and that is really empowering if you find yourself um being able to do that this it's really empowering to have that freedom and that and that decision you know and it, and that makes me really 
happy you know where work where you want to when you want to take breaks when you want to you know that 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 feeling's really you know it's unparalleled and especially for people who are in high stress jobs I think the you know the the effect it has on your mental wellness is it, it can't be compared really it's um you know I know there's been surveys that um from people like people management who said you know people who would enjoy a more flexible work life balance are much happier um but then you know you refer to the freedom in in how you how you work as a celebrant because we're all different aren't we do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more Julie I will do um I have a bit of background noise from a builder so please forgive that <laughs> um I think uh, the, the freedom, as I said, is about everything. It's how often you work, where you work, the distances you travel, um, how you write your ceremonies with your couples. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I think that you're quite right in the respect that quite often this isn't a first career. This is a career where you can use your transferable skills that you've accrued over uh, different jobs in your life. And you can bring them together and use them in this wonderful profession, mm. which um, begs the question, can anyone become a celebrant? What do you think, Max? I think um, anyone can. So the answer is yes and no. And we've actually got um, a separate podcast and video about that, haven't we? So um, to get the detail, it'd be really worth our, our, our listeners and our viewers um, taking a look at that. Um, and I think the quest, the, the thing is, you need certain personality traits uh, and motivations to be able to do that. And we've got a quiz, haven't we, on our website. So if you're thinking about it, it's really good to take our quiz. So that will really sort of position you to discover uh, if celebrancy is right for you. Currently, um, so we're we're in November 2022. You don't need qualifications to do that, um, but there are there is formal training available. So you have to think about whether or not you want to do that um and I think whether or not you can invest in becoming a celebrant because you you need to pay for your training and you're setting up a small business so you know for a successful career launch you, you do need to sort of be able to budget for that so I think yes anybody can but is everybody able to be and is everybody the right fit probably no but we've got lots of tools to help you to help you do that um I think when people are thinking about becoming a celebrant they're, they're thinking about the market aren't they and if there's going to be enough work for them so um what are our views on that if you think about what we do for a living is we celebrate weddings we celebrate births we celebrate deaths and everything in between so people still continue to die, they still continue to get married and they still continue to be born. This is an ever evolving market. It um, Sometimes people wonder if the market is saturated with celebrants, but I think it's the reverse. I think the demand up to the last couple of years hasn't actually been there because the knowledge of what a celebrant does hasn't been there. The demand and knowledge has grown so much in the last few years and will continue to do so because for the, for this particular month in 2022, we're waiting for the government to see if we can have the license to do the legal ceremonies in a, in a marriage. 
that in itself is going to really open up the the um, wedding market massively because every couple can then choose when, where, and do the legals all in one place. So watch this space. Um, if you are thinking of joining and um, becoming a celebrant, you could not choose a more exciting time to join this profession. Absolutely, Julie. And I found I was at um, a venue on Sunday. Um, so rather a, a venue open day. So couples come to look around the venue and venues often ask suppliers to come in as added value. Um, I've got all my cards here of people that I'm going to uh, get in touch with. Um and quite often you open the conversation, you know, you grab them and say, oh, come and talk to me. And they look at your stand in bemusement and you say, oh, do you know what a celebrant does? And honestly, I would say the majority of them shake their heads and say no. And it's a wonderful opportunity for you to be able to have a conversation about the difference between a registrar and a celebrant. And it really helps you as a celebrant sell your services. Um, but it, you're, you're absolutely right. There's people automatically think for a wedding that, that they need to have a registrar um, and educating them is what we do, uh, you know, so that people know that they've got the choice and they know that they can have uh, a brilliant ceremony. I think the same is the same with um, funeral celebrants. You know, the fact that you you don't have to have who your um, funeral director gives you, you can you can have a celebrant and choose your celebrant independently. And people don't know that they can do that. Um, they don't know that they can have funerals wherever they want to. They automatically think, I have to take this celebrant and I have to go to the, the crematorium to actually have the funeral service itself. So I think there's a lot of education to go out there. And I think you're right. I think there is definitely a market. And once more people understand, um, then celebrants, I think, have to be the first choice because of what we do. Um, let's. It's, I was just about to say on that note, actually, because I think we talked about the wedding industry changing, but I think also the funeral industry is changing. And whereas um, funeral directors have been the gatekeepers of everything that happens at a funeral uh, with their disbursements, etc., I think that market is definitely changing to give the client more choice. So there are directories and there are, you know, people do talks in the local village or town so that they know who their local celebrants are mm. and who they relate to. The last six funerals I have done, I've carried out, written and delivered, have not come directly from a funeral director. They've come directly from the client. So that's a change. And that also makes it an exciting time to, to join this profession. Absolutely. And when you join the profession, I think one thing that I would really like to talk about as another advantage is that you come into a new family. You make some amazing friends. And we see that, don't we, on the when we're training during the week? We do. Um, we, you, when you come to train with us at ICPC, we invite you up the night before. And that way you can meet your cohort, meet your trainers, feel your way around. And come Monday morning when you start your training, you're already in a group that sort of feels relatively comfortable with each other. Then that journey through the course of the week, you will make an incredible bond. And that bond will help you um, set up your business and you will help others in that group to set theirs, to encourage you, to, to keep you on track and in some ways to make you accountable for the things you said you're going to do when you tell each other, right, by this time next week, I'm going to have visited three venues. 
and you meet up. Did you manage to visit those three venues? Um, I managed to. Right, when are you going to do that third one then? And it's a supportive encouragement and uh, it really helps, I think. And they become really firm friends. They do. And I'm still in touch with the people that um, that I trained with. And we, you know, we, we check in now and again with each of them. We try and meet up once a year. Uh, sometimes that's difficult. We're all across the country. But they're also there for emotional support. So um, one of the celebrants that I trained with had to do uh, a wedding for somebody who was terminally ill. Uh, he works out in uh, in Spain. Um, and he, you know, he needed somebody to tell somebody about it who understands the process that you're going through and the emotions that you're going to feel. Um, and so he turns to his his celebrant family um, and it's really good. And I also remember when I, I also had to do a funeral for um, somebody who, who was a, had been an alcoholic and had really struggled with alcoholism. Um, and I used that up by celebrant's uh, family around me to say, do you think these are the right words? Have you had experience? So that you're never on your own, are you? I think it's, um, it's a That's really wonderful yeah, when it's a new area for you and you just need that reassurance that you are hitting the mark and that you are doing the best possible job because every family is different, every client's different. So you are going to come across areas um, for funerals, especially for children, for babies, for stillbirths, where you have it's so, so important to get the wording right. Words are important and uh, powerful. And you need to make sure. So to bounce off your group or even your trainers, because uh, as trainers, we continue to support our delegates right through their celebrancy journey, right into their businesses. So we are there for people. And I think it's good to have that support. So you're not on your own thinking, is this good enough? Am I doing the right thing by these people and these clients? So, yeah, I think what we're talking about is the ICPC family. And yes, it's a huge advantage to be part of that group. So the last thing that I was going to talk about today in terms of advantages was the ability to be able to choose where you travel to. How how far have you Absolutely. I lost you there a minute, so we'll just get John to cut that bit out. It's not a problem. So, yes, travelling. So where have you been that you really love? Tell me about your travelling experiences. That was my question to you, but I oh, was it. Well, yes, to not. <laughs> um, so I don't travel very far. So um, I go probably an hour to an hour and a half away. Um, I've just taken a, um, a wedding booking for... Um, Exmoor which is a bit further from me um, and on the tar steps I don't know if you know those there's big stones running through a river and the field next to it is going to be the wedding ceremony and I so wanted that role that I thought I'm going to travel further for that one and I and they've just given me um, the job so I think if if a ceremony is something you really want to do um and you suddenly get invited to go and um, take part of a wedding ceremony in a chateau in France, why not? Um, obviously, you'd have to build in your travel expenses. Having so much work in the UK, I, I generally can't go too far. Um, how about yourself, Max? How far have you gone? 
generally I'll go 90 minutes. But again, if there's a venue that I think, oh, I really fancy that. So I'm doing one in Herefordshire. And I think it's going to be a real sort of relax relaxed almost fantasy wedding they're having an owl fly the wing the rings in harry potter style and i just i've just really liked this couple and i thought yeah yeah i'm going to do that i i don't work abroad but if somebody asked me um you know i think there's different ways you can you can do that can't you i mean i'd be quite happy to have a long weekend in france if they pay for my accommodation that would be fantastic so you can and the other bit about traveling is that we travel just locally um, I found that I've had a voyage of discovery, picking out venues that I want to work with and going and meeting them. Um, or couples say, I'm going to, we, you know, we, we're going to have our wedding ceremony here. And I went, oh, I didn't know that was just on my doorstep. So I'm immediately on the phone saying, can I come and visit you and look round? So you get to see some beautiful hotels, houses, bespoke wedding venues, and you get to drive around your local area and go places that you wouldn't normally go you wouldn't think just oh I'm going to drive 20 minutes or 30 minutes down the road um so it, I found that I found so much more in my own county of the gorgeous Wiltshire and surrounding counties by um by traveling and visiting and networking and having celebrate meetups so you can travel um, and it's a really wonderful thing to do it's one of for me it's one of the best parts of the jobs I love to have good old nosy round venues and meet and meet people so you know you can find clients all over the all over the country can't you Julie if that's what you want to do and, and my husband when he knows where I'm going to be doing a ceremony so you froze again there so we'll just have to get John to edit that so I think we've sorry I was just about to say so my husband um when he knows I'm going to a special place he says oh I'll come on that one and so I might go and obviously I arrive early and do the the pre-ceremony checks and then I deliver the ceremony and then I say goodbye and then I might go and have lunch with my husband somewhere in that area and make a day out of it so um yes it can combine work and pleasure in those instances We've we've spoken about that, so especially if I'm further away, to say let's drive down there together, find somewhere nice to stay, and go out to dinner in the evening, um, which will probably soak up all my celebrant fees. But there you go, that's a choice, <laughs> isn't it? But it's something I'd really like to do. So I think you know we've talked about the seven advantages of of being a celebrant. There are some that you you don't think about. Uh, and some that you do but thank you so much for um talking to me today julie it's been an absolute joy and i think you know just we can remind people if they want to to go onto our website they can take our quiz and if they've got any questions they can give us a call we're always happy to discuss any of these seven advantages um and talk about them more with people who are interested in becoming celebrants so thank you very much julie thank you i have thoroughly enjoyed reminding myself of all the joy that I receive every time I'm a celebrant. Thanks, Max. Thank you.